Hello, friends. This is your host, Marietta Cameron. Reset your life. Thank you for joining today. Today is November 1st. And uh, why I'm mentioning that, yeah, we're close to the holidays. Parts of the U.S. already has snow. So we're very, very close. We're already in winter. And we haven't even gotten our winter clothes out yet. So greetings um, uh, to everybody. And thank you for tuning in. Today, I want to talk a little bit about what it means to me giving my program the title, Reset Your, your, your Life. Reset Your Life has a, <clears throat> a very deep meaning to me. And I'm getting very emotional, but I'll get over it in a minute. Because it is an emotional process, and something happened in, in somebody's life, when they have to reset. Now, I can think about divorce, people who have been married for a long time, and all of a sudden, each person goes their, their separate ways. That's very dramatic. It's a very dramatic um, point in their life. Or you lose a loved one. Very dramatic. All of these resets are very dramatic points in our lives. So with me, I'd like to share my personal story. Everything was going great in my life. We're going back to the mid-90s. I was working as a finance broker actually for 18 years in total, finance broker. And what that means, you, um, you work with companies you do investments, you do uh, employee benefit plans, um, uh, mortgages, and so forth. And I was in Europe. I worked in Europe for 10 years, between 1990 and 2000. And it happened in 1996, where all of a sudden, from very good health, I had a stroke. And that stroke just happened during my uh, work hours. In the morning, where I was sitting at my desk, and all of a sudden, I couldn't see anymore. And um, I, I, I felt like my eyes were dialing. And so I got up the chair, and I laid on the floor. And anyway... I don't want to relive everything because then I just cry and cry and I couldn't talk to you. So I'm going to fast forward a little bit. Anyway, anyway, this event, I spent one month in two hospitals. And um, I had to learn to walk again. And all I had inside of me, I had a very strong desire to restore my life. I am a very independent person to begin with and asking people for help. Um, that became the norm in the hospital. Could you get me um, a cup of tea or could you, could you do this? I, I didn't feel comfortable asking. So um, I had to learn that. And I felt very uncomfortable asking uh, instead of just getting up and making my own tea, as you can imagine. So I always feel or felt I have to give somebody something. So what I did, I ordered a big sheet cake for the nurses, uh, the nurses station, because I felt even afterwards asking, 
I felt I I needed to do something for them. An independent person doesn't ask; they do. So that's why. So that's something I feel much more comfortable with now today. But that's something I had to learn, and that's not easy. A lot of people don't ask for help. So anyway, make make this long story short, and it is a long story. In in this in this time period of about six months, I recuperated, and I have to tell you what I learned from this. I learned what it's like to be weak when you have no energy. Uh, you can't walk, you can't talk, meaning you don't have the energy to talk. Everything, move, moving one side to the other in the bed, just turning in the bed is a big effort. Make a, again, make a long story short. I learned what it's like to be weak. And I understand today when I encourage people to, to make the best out of themselves and to go for their passion. And that it takes energy, energy and physical energy. And a lot of people are not blessed with, you know, with full energy all the time. I learned that because I always said, well, why can't people be the way I am, like a motor? Well, I learned that. So I have very much compassion for the people that would like to change their life, would like to do something different, but just don't have the strength, the mental and emotional strength to do so. So all of this has to be learned in order to help people. So the word reset has a very deep meaning to me, obviously. And resetting your life is not easy because you tell yourself, once this event is over, I'm going to you know, go back to my, my life, obviously. It took so long to build to where you were. Uh, and I'm talking about my career. And, uh, you know, then going back to the same thing I was doing, it just didn't work anymore. And I said, that ah, must be just maybe I uh, need to gain my strength back or more strength and whatnot. And I still was very much in love with what I was doing with my career. It just didn't work anymore. It did not work anymore. And I just didn't get it because nobody talked. I didn't have anybody to talk to, and especially in the society in the European society and you know they they don't understand you know they, they really don't let me just say they don't it, it might be different but let me just say at least that's what I was thinking and going to strangers and talk about that I, I, I just didn't entertain that so till you actually believe because you try and try and try and you do it from different angles. Um, till you finally realize some time goes by. And then you don't want to let go because it becomes part of you, what you're doing in life and what you love doing. It becomes part of you. So I realized... Nothing came easy anymore. Things that were so effortlessly, it just didn't, didn't happen anymore. Make a long story short again. Um, 
I came back to the United States. I wrapped up my, my, my business, my clients. It took me about three years to do that. And also in the hospital, I vowed, dear God, if you let me walk again, I will help a lot of people. And I had no idea how this was going to be, but I said, whatever resources I don't have, I will get them. When I came back, relocated back to the States because I had my family here and everything, I investigated for a couple of years to see what organizations were out there that would really help people when they go through adversity in life and that they would help have help. And it took me about two years. I had a little bit of money. And um, so I took my time to look at everything. And I said, whatever organization I will put in place, I want to help people and then let people go back out in the, in the world, let them experience life and not keep them um, because I'm not government funded. So I have no reason to, uh, you know, to keep people, to keep clients. Um, no. People, you can help people. And then you said, set them free to live their life again. And not hold them, hold on to them for um, financial reasons, if you will. That's, I'm just expressing my own thinking. And in 2004, I put our Educational Services together. And it's interesting how people do not talk about when they go through hardship. Many, many people don't, don't talk about it. Uh, when people lose their job, their career, how they don't talk about it. We went through a period here in 2008, 2009, where people lost their jobs, um, and it affected people's lives tremendously. People had big mansions. They had big everything, huge lifestyle. So um, it affected a lot of families, a lot of, a lot of, you know, a lot of kids, and mothers and fathers, obviously. But the key is I learned that when you have time and a quiet mind to think about it, you come up with different ideas such as what skills and talents do I have? What would I like to do? Um, I like to educate and motivate people. And I do this not only on a live radio program, but also now on podcast with you, Research Your Life. On radio, it's Life with, with Marietta. But I learned, and it was very shocking to me after, you know, after the stroke, I started volunteering with the um, Salvation Army. And I learned about people, why people are on the street, because I, I helped with the soup. In the, in the soup kitchen and, and gave out soup uh, every, every week. We don't know what breaking points people have, how their coping mechanisms are when they lose a loved one or their job and 
they're overwhelmed. We don't know people's breaking points. We really don't. So, um, when I went through this resetting my life, I wasn't lonely. I was too busy trying to figure out what to do and how to do it and doing it. So I was never lonely. I didn't have family or a support system. So I was never lonely. Even during these reset times, I wasn't. Because I wanted to to have a direction again and a passion for what I'm doing. So, okay, this time it wasn't in the finance world. Obviously, the, the money is not as... as 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 it was um, when you were in the finance world, you're a high-paid individual. So, and when you're building and you're trying out different programs until it works, you're not making any money. You're spending money. And this is exactly what I went through. What was very important to me that I had a voice, a community voice, um, I started on public a- public access uh, TV, and then I started my own television show. Had no idea about TV. I learned all of that, and then of course radio. And I've been on radio for 17 years total. Podcast is new to me. <laughs> it's new to me, and it takes a little. Uh, it takes a little getting used to it and, and, and so forth. But uh, you, you say, well, it's not that, that different from radio. Well, it, it really is. Because with radio, you have a show formatted and, you know, you want to do the same thing with, with your podcast. And so it's just something, it's something um, on the new side with me. Um, in my notes, I see adversity is universal. Yes, it is. Nobody is exempt of adversity, no matter what part of life you come from. And I always say it's like a roller coaster. Life life is like a roller coaster, and we have to learn to ride that roller coaster, the ups and downs, and hold on to it so we won't be thrown out of the cart. It's so true. And there's some people that never experienced adversity. I have it right in my own family. Never had a thing happening to them. Always had money. Always had good health. Everything went smooth. They're just sailing here in beautiful weather. And it's 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 very hard for them to believe at times why people can't pay their bills, why people can't do this or can't do that. Well, you know why? Because they always were in their in their own box, you know, in their four wall box. Uh, work-wise, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, a job that they held on and, you know, for 20-some years, 28 years, afraid to step out of the box because, you know, then the uncertainty with the money. So, um, but they never, oh, they sailed. Uh, the sun was always out for them. I'm on the other side where everything Everything came my way and I had to deal with. And i like to share with you, I've had many programs where we talked about, well, it all goes back to the childhood and this, that, and the other, and it's true. 
My father always said to me, you don't need to be the smartest, but you need to know how to help yourself. And I always said, well, what the heck does he mean by that? Well, I grew up. I passed the childhood. I had no childhood. I became an adult, an instant adult, really. But I have a strong independence, and that independence has carried me over time, just like the sails on the sailboat. I'm independent. I like to do for myself. Uh, I don't like to ask people because by the time they get to it, just like the nurse in the in the in the, um, in the hospital. They have other patients. They're not a waitress and bringing me tea. Well, it took them 45 minutes to, to bring a cup of tea, right? So. Also, I learned patience. I think I was a very impatient person before. So all of this, through the stroke, I learned to be patient, patient and I'm very patient because I had to be patient with my day to day progress progress being able to to sit up being able to to just uh, function um, i i i'm I have to say I pass with with flying colors on um, having learned patience, and I'm very patient in life now uh I understand others that they don't necessarily have the strength that it takes them to do different things in life unless they, they're made aware of and that they work on it because you'd be surprised what's in, other people, what's, what's in you, what strength you have that, is, that you, know, you haven't discovered yourself. So, um, and I learned to be weak and I understand weakness. And I had to understand that. So I get it. I totally get it. So that helps me when I work with people today to come in from different angles, from different doors, um, uh, and make them aware of it and build a little bit at a time. It's a total different approach if, 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 if you have that knowledge about weakness, what it's like. So again, I said, there is, for me, there was no loneliness in adversity. No, not at all. I had a plan. Um, I didn't have the plan right away, but I developed the plan because you can't just sit there and, um, you know, not do anything. Because first of all, you're in shock that this even happened, that you experienced that, it, that your life can change from one second to another. I'm talking to you right now. The next second, I can't. It's incredible, that, that, that knowledge to have. So when we talk about reset your life, I don't want to listen to anybody that's book smart, that uses um, fancy words. I want somebody who has lived it, has gone through it, has mastered it. That's what you need. And another thing. You know, people say, they always say, oh, support system and your friends and this and that. Look, when you change countries, you don't have a group of friends waiting for, the, for you over there. You don't have time necessarily to make friends. You, you're there to work. You're there to do a project. So 
Self-reliance. I believe in that. The more you cultivate having a relationship with yourself and proving to yourself that you can do almost anything you set your mind out to do, that self-reliance, you can rely on yourself that you can get through this. And I tell you, in those two hospitals, I didn't have motivation um, offered to me from the doctors and nurses. Well, it's really not their job. But no, it was true self-motivation. So the self-reliance, you can rely on yourself, you get through really hard times. That's important, that, that we all gain that, that knowledge, that experience, that life experience. And um, because people are just not, ar- not around. It's just, that's just the way it is. And my parents had passed away. So, so did the rest of my family, my sister. So that's why I'm saying you just can't go up to um, a total stranger and say, "Hey, hey and I'm, uh, you know, I need." You just can't do that. So the, and I feel uh, the worst part is is that we don't know the direction right away. I. Uh, you know, you think right away you, you need to know. It takes time to to br- get these answers out of you. It just takes time. Um, but once you got it, once you got a direction, it's so important. In the meantime, you feel like you're lim- in limbo, and it's, that's the worst time. Because you know what you left behind, it's not working anymore. So you're you're grieving why that that's not working anymore. You you're in the grieving state at the same time you're trying to find a new direction, and it's not working fast enough. Believe me, it's coming. For me, it wasn't even with my patients. It wasn't coming fast enough because it's almost like, well, you're in a limbo. You're in a um, these ping pong machines. You know, these, the, the balls are up in the air, and you're flying with them, and you 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 can't really put your feet on the ground. It's a horrible feeling. But once you have the direction, and once you start putting one foot after another, trust me. And what you're doing then is you have a goal, and it takes time to reach that goal. In the meantime, you're collecting puzzle pieces. The puzzle pieces are the steps that you're taking. And collect all puzzle pieces and make one step at a time. Never stand still. Keep walking. Keep walking. The picture will all come together. So I happen to think in a big picture. I look at the big I, the picture first. I see the picture. And then I break it down to little puzzle pieces. And then I work the puzzle pieces, step, step, you know, one step, step after another, step after another. So, and what I've learned over the the last 22 years, working in this field and trying to really encourage people and help people, um, to gain personal growth 
is the hardest field you would want to be in. Um, people have ideas. They have a little bit of money. So they go out, they visit a, a seminar. And they love the seminar. They're all pumped up. When they come home, it's the same thing. They're not doing the dumb thing. But they bought the, the CDs, the motivational CDs. So are they doing anything? No. They continue the same old thing. I do want to say I work with individuals that want to or are entrepreneurs in their beginning stages and I start working with them um, in their third or fourth year because the first three years they don't need me. They have mom, dad, husband, wife, grandma, grandpa that all support them with you know financially. And when the money runs out, then they say, oh, oh, we have to either close, close this or um, we will continue. And then they start taking advice from other you know, professionals like myself. And I tell you, there is a small percentage in people that understand that personal growth is necessary because let's just take this entrepreneur, for instance, have, you know, Great idea, opens up the store, doesn't have the personality, doesn't have the know-how how to handle people, and it's a people business. And before you know, um, a year has gone by and they have to close because they just don't know how to handle, how to treat other people. It's a behavioral issue. And a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of business owners kill their own business with their own behavior. But it's always somebody else's fault. Always, not their fault. So reset your life. It's not going to be easy. Easier if you have somebody to talk to. Easier if you have a guide like myself to bring you through um, this, this um, uncertain times when we don't know quite the direction um, or you don't know quite the direction. So that's an outside help. Um, you, you have more of a chance uh, to find your dire- direction quicker. It took me, huh, it took me about six years. Six years. Where if I had had help, um, I would have been able to do it uh, sooner. I know that, but I'm glad I, I, it's like, again, I went to school for six years, another school. I've been through life schools here, and I've been in and out of classrooms all my life. I'm not complaining, but I'm just, I just like to put it this way. So some people say, oh, reset your life. What does that mean? Well, to some people, you know, that means they start something today, and then they won't finish it, uh, you know, in a certain time frame, then they start something new. That's resetting in their minds, not for me. That's not, the, that's not what it means to me. Resetting your life has something to do with when there is an event in your life and you really need to make a change. And you know what? If you don't recognize that you need to make a change, life will do it for you. So don't worry. Don't you worry. Life will do it for you like it did with me. I was always um, healthy. 
uh, no medical issues, and all of a sudden, you know, I have a stroke that totally threw me out of the track. And it scared the hell out of me. It scared me so much that I vowed, dear God, if you let me walk again, I will help a lot of people. And up to today, I stuck to that vow. It's not easy. It's not easy to... And it's not easy in this profession because it's just not something... People work at this at their leisure unless they have a coach that they pay and then you really have to hold them by their hand and then people will do. And there is a small percentage that people will really take off. And you know, you'd be surprised. There must be a lot of people out there when they have uh, something happening in their life, something really earth-shaking, that it changes them because it brought their strength out in them. And they do things they never thought they could do. So, But I do say, and I advise, to get a coach, to get a guide, to, to guide you through it, just like a therapist, a personal and a business coach like myself that really understands the ins and outs. And not just somebody that has written about it or researched on it and, you know, third, fourth hand information. Forget all that stuff. I can tell exactly when somebody writes a book on, on resetting your life and whatever and come up with all kinds of stuff if they have lived it or uh, if, if they're just writing about it. And nobody, I would never engage with somebody that just writes about it, that knows nothing. It's like um, writing a book about childbirth and you never, you know, as a woman, you have never given birth to a child. Why would I engage somebody like that? That's an irritant to me. You just don't know the pains and what comes next or what could, could come next and what to do. Somebody who has gone through real life, they understand it. And I do have to apologize for me sniffling here and, and, and so forth. It's just, it's, to me, it's just, this particular talk is very personal. I normally do not cry when I'm on, on air and when I do podcasts. So there is hope for everybody. But reset is, is a personal thing to everybody. And treat it as such. Because it's sometimes when you re- recognize you should reset, but we're, we're still attached to what we're attached to. Let's say in a relationship, we should really reset meaning we should really say goodbye to our partner because it doesn't work anymore. But, you know, we can't do that. It's a process. It's, we're still attached. Same as with career. If you lose career, people identify themselves through their career. Now you don't have it anymore. They cut you off. and You've been with them for 30 years. A lot of people experience that. I haven't experienced that. And where people don't feel valued, and they say, after 30 years, so what do we do now? So this is so personal. Just reset your life. 
It really, really is. And I believe you're in good hands. You're in good hands with us because I care. I care very deeply about people. So I'm looking forward to um, making great programs. I have great um, individuals with me, professionals also, that, that have been with me on air on my radio program here in New York for a long time. So I'm looking forward to talking to you and giving you, you know, stories from other people, how they have conquered adversity and reset their life. So for today, that was it. Sorry, it was a little teary, but it was real. And uh, I can't wait till next time uh, for our show. So you take good care. Have a wonderful first November day. And uh, I'll check in with you soon. Goodbye. Thank you.